Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Apolitical Dan, and with me, as always, is my good friend Apolitical Sarah. How are you, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. So basically, on that note, uh, between referendums or referenda oh. in certain countries and uh, upcoming elections in other certain countries, we're fucking not talking about politics at all. Um, yeah, not, yeah, even, we're not even not even cycling politics. We've 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 managed to talk for about an hour and a half to get ourselves into a space where we can <laughs> laugh and talk and be happy and to think about bike racing. So that's where we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay in the happy space, people. It's difficult. But, <laughs> but we're we can here do it. And we can do it and we know how because there is a whole bunch of uh national championships that we, we want to catch you up on and guess what's coming up you may think that we're going to talk about the forthcoming Giro Rosa and if you do you would be completely right but we're also going to be talking about the forthcoming Olympic Games yes yes and mountain bike world championships I actually had a dream because I've been I took myself off social media for most of the week and um I had a dream that I missed the mountain bike world championships which was so true so I've been actually looking up why, why can't I find any information <laughs> about the mountain bike world championships why can't I find any information they about haven't it? had it yet <laughs> <laughs> so national champions week is quite an interesting week to miss because you kind of you kind of look at it if, if you've missed if you've missed out on it you kind of find out about it by doing what i did and go huh it look huh i'm gonna see what that means for the for, for the for their country oh look wikipedia says oh no wikipedia's wrong so, <laughs> and it's interesting I, because there's, we're all surprised by that <laughs> there has been like literally i can't even count how many nights so if you apart from australia and america and a couple of other countries that are um yeah that do their own thing i completely understand why because you know timings it's generally national championships in a lot of the world this 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 week this last weekend and the reason that and that's traditionally just before the tour de france and of course the giro rosa and it's it's like it's a, it's basically means that if you have them all at the same time no one has to miss a race to race national championships it's a really good example it's a really good thing but it does mean that if you're then trying to find the results on cq ranking for example you just have like this enormous huge swathe that you're kind of chuntering through trying to find out what was you know what's what what what's happened and it's really really interesting yeah so there is like a huge number of national championships um that have been held obviously and so without going into like heaps of detail on each of them we thought instead, <laughs> instead we'd highlight them yeah i mean on the one hand, you look down the list and you first will have the ones that are absolutely no surprise at all. So, ah, uh, Christine Mayerus has won the Luxembourg ITT and road race. Yeah, Emma sure. Hansen's won the one in Sweden. Yeah, that, that's that's standard. That's that's standard, isn't it? It's it's yeah, kind well, of... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's within the realms of what you expect. You know, basically, you're, you're expecting Sweden's, you know, um, Emma, maybe Amelia Forlene, um, you know, and, and all of those sort of things. Exactly. So. Yeah, and then you have things where you're going, oh my god, like like um, Lizzie Armitstead didn't win the British National Championships, and I don't know if she even raced it, which is interesting. But um, yeah, so you have interesting ones like that. So the British National Championships ended up in a 13-woman break with a Hannah Barnes versus Alice Barnes in a sister-against-sister sister final sprint, uh, won by Hannah Barnes, um, the, uh, the elder and the rider riding from Kenyon Shram. So you're going, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. That, that that's quite an interesting field because you have yeah. 
Well, he it's, it's super interesting in terms of the feel, but also I can't help but wonder what that's like at the the Barnes family table at their next gathering. You know, like, you know, was there a deal done on the road or? or... No, I think it's, I mean I think it's like there's a lot of younger sisters. There's a lot of sibling pairs coming up through British cycling. So Eleanor Barker's sister Megan Barker, um, for example, uh, great uh, Lucy Garner's sister Gracie. Um, and the Alice Barnes and Hannah Barnes, they're, you know, it, it's kind of like one of those things that's not, um, that, that, that's, that's, that's pretty standard for British cycling. Uh, look, I think, yeah, okay, I accept that it's completely standard to have siblings, but it's not that often that you're in a two-up for the for the main prize. And, you know... Yeah, we saw, we saw Skylar and Sam Schneider, although they are on the same team, like in, were they both, they were both on the podium, I think, at North Star, weren't they? Yeah, true, but that's not a national I mean, championship. So, you know, and that's really where I'm going. Like, you've got a chance to But we see Camilda, be... Camilda and Eugenia Fernanda Silva. Um, do I mean Eugenia? Anyway, we see, like, the Fernanda Silva siblings, and we see, like, in the Belgian national championships, all the Droitzers. So, yeah, I, don't, I, think, oh, it's, I think it's less uncommon oh, than you I just, think. I just... I, I despair. Oh, I'm trying to stir up controversy with the Barnes family, and you're not cooperating at all. Sorry, I'm I just mean, it's... you know, it's almost as if you want harmony and stuff. Like, okay, you know me. yeah, fine, you know. fine. You peacemaker, oh. you. So you look down the list. So yep. yes, that's Britain. Oh, and um, Haley Simmons won the ITT National Championships. Um, in Britain, which was interesting because she then had a piece in Cycling News, who've got a fantastic women's portal now. I'm so happy yeah. about that. It was actually one thing I was going to mention towards the end of the episode as we get into the thing, because, uh, you know, obviously Big Fuss was made when Cycling Tips first launched Ella, and Ella does a great job. But I've really been impressed over the last month or so in particular as Cycling News have done a significantly better job in lifting their coverage, quality yeah. and quantity of. I think it's I think it's just having I mean cycling users site is notoriously hard to search. I mean to be honest this isn't just cycling news this is also Velo Nation this is also Ella you know mm. for some reason cycling sites are hard to search. You basically have to go in through Google rather than using their own search boxes. But you know but now they've got a top they've got like all road mountain bike tracks cyclocross and women's and I really like that because if like me you've been in mourning and for your political country's politics um, and have la, to, la, 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 no politics and have to and have taken time off cycling you can just go and click it and find all the information there so it's a really small thing but it's a really good thing i mean some people disagree with having women's only portals but i like it because it means the the news is still turning up on the front page it's yep. just that you can aggregate it in one place so yeah well and, and also but- also you know here's a pretty fucking cool trick of the internet you can have both you can you, yes. can, you can link the same article under road and under women it's fucking yeah. magic, but it's true. Yeah. So. And I love that. And it's, I mean, you know, there's a part of me that wonders why it took them so long, but I know they've been having a philosophical conversation about it that's gone on forever. But they've got some really good things. I don't know if you saw, I, I didn't see much of their Women's Week because I was doing the Aviva Women's Tour commentary, which took up most of my time. But they had an amazing article by Ashley Moore Passio, for example, um, talking about being a woman about working within women's cycling how it's changed and how it's not changed they also had a fantastic thing where they had um you know Ineoko Teutenberg putting together her dream team and saying that she was the team bitch and it's uh-huh. you know so 
but I like it. I, if you want to, so if you want to kind of catch up with all the women's stuff on Cycling News, just head to their head, just just click on the top and hit the women's button, and it's yep. just. It's, it's, it's the same as looking up track, cyclocross, mountain bike. It's, it's fine and it's lovely and I, and I appreciate it. So thank you, Cycling News. Um, no money changed hand at all for me promoting them. I don't think they even know. But um, yeah. So how did I find that out? Yes. Where, did, where was I coming from? So yeah. So then you look down the lists and you find races like so in poland for example the surprising thing was that malgazatsa jasinska all year has been the surprising thing that she's the polish champion because it should be kasha neodoma and now it is but you look at the results and it's kasha neodoma 44 seconds was anna plechter because they obviously were out together then 10 minutes to the next group then 20 minutes for the ninth person that yep. was you know so you're looking at countries like that which don't have the biggest depth strength in depth and you're like yep yeah, yep yeah, that that that's that's normal then you look at them and go, huh, Belgium. Belgium was won by Kat Hammers in a three-up sprint with Lottie Kopecky and Yoli Dora. Okay. I I wouldn't have, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed. I would never have guessed yeah, that. Yeah, it's but... not, not, not the first thing you think of. No, which is surprising. Then you get to a really, and then in, in Canada, I would have put my money on Leah Kirchman again because, you know, she's had a fantastic season. But but the road race was won by Annie Foreman Mackie Mackay, who's a new, new, relative new rider and riding for the cyclery Opus. And the ITT was won by Tara Witten. Now, Tara Witten has not ridden that much this year because she had, was in a neck brace, having had massive head and neck injuries. So, yeah, both of them rode for the Cyclery Obus, which is a small Canadian team, which, yeah, had pretty much sort of pretty much wipes the right the board with it. So, yeah, um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Japan was Eri Yanami versus Mayuko Hagiwara. Yep. Uh, obviously, we know of Mayuko from her, you know, first uh, first Japanese rider to get on the World Cup podium, Road World Cup podium, first Japanese rider to win a state of the Giro. But Eri Yanami has been riding really well in the usa on the usa scene i th- oh god i've completely forgotten which team she rides for let's say she rides for hagen's berman okay i'm just gonna look look us up but yeah so they were in a two-up they were um they were in a two-up uh race and one by one by unanimity which is interesting yeah to me that because, actually really is very interesting yeah yeah, gutted okay. for Mayuko. Yeah, she's in Hagen's Bergman Supermint. Ha! <laughs> I surprised myself. <laughs> okay, who do you think would have won the French national championships? Oh, I feel like that's a trap. I yeah yeah yeah. I I kind of want to go. No, just tell me. Forty-nine-year-old Edwige Patel. Yeah, okay, that's definitely not where I would have guessed if you'd forced me to guess. So, um, how do we know anything about how that race unfolded? And I have no. Apparently, it's on. Uh, I mean, apparently, it's on YouTube. So I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. But, um, 17 seconds behind her was Marjolaine ba- Bazan, and 34 seconds behind her was a group which had Audrey Cordon Rago, Pauline Fran Prevot, and Elise Delzen. Yeah, yeah, and I would have been like, I would have been. Uh, fucking Audrey or Pauline surely but okay yeah I mean the French National Championships does have a little bit of a since it was won by Jeannie Longo who um by the way came 13th in the ITT congrats I guess yeah so well, we um, said we weren't going to do politics so I mean does that come under po- it feels I don't know it gets politically 
ish. I I feel like so Edwige Patel. Um, she's a a, a writer who was um, also trained by Jeannie Longo Ciprelli's uh, um, uh, husband, Patrice Ciprelli. She's forty nine years old. I I I. I mean, I know that in national. So one of the reasons that national championships are interesting is you often get uh, riders who are very, very, very good, like Audrey, for example, Audrey Cordon or Pauline Frampravo, who are basically riding solo yeah. and against full teams of other riders. So one of the reasons that the French national championships has been won by, um, I don't want to say no names, but let's say outsiders, has been because they've had they've had they've had strong teams and things but yeah i i fuck knows what's going on man i it's not that's not a result i really want to see you yeah know? yeah like i i don't want to see patel at the um at the olympics i don't you know i just don't believe that i i just don't believe it <laughs> yeah I, and you can take that in whatever way you like yeah, but i don't believe yeah. it it's it's just i mean you know uh i guess to yeah I find it deeply problematic is probably the, the, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what other interesting ones? Uh, Oh, Mika Kroger won the German national championship. Um, she was 10 seconds ahead of her, her, her Canyon Schramm teammates, uh, Lisa, but an hour. Um, uh, yeah, I who, who kind of pulled up a group behind her. Uh, Mika Kroger's a you're very young, very young talent. Mm. Um, that's and and they you know they tend to that that team tends to pass around the German national championships jersey this week. <laughs> um, I uh, the, the 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 result I really liked from Germany was Trixie Warwick won the ITT. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. If you haven't caught up, Trixie is an amazing long-term rider. She's been around for years. I think she must be um, in her late 30s now. And she's, uh, you know, very, very kind of gutsy, gutsy rider, very good tactically, and was was caught up in a crash. Someone crashed into her in the Trofeo Alfredo Binder, and her crash meant that she actually had to have a kidney removed. Yes, yes, which... Which I'm going to talk about her for as long as as long as it as, yeah. long as, as long as she carries on racing because, oh my god, having a kidney room. No, she's 35. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. Be, it just feels like I think she's been racing since she was like you know since she was a junior. Yeah, she's yeah. very. So she's she's been on the scene for quite a while, even though she's still quite young. But it's it's, yeah. I mean, the kidney thing is just it blows my mind. I mean, fuck, man, the stresses that go on a a pro athlete body at full capacity um are amazing enough um yeah so being down a kidney oh boy oh my god and trixie i mean trixie's been trying to you know she's been basically seeing if she can race and she's come back to do a couple of races since she's been back but i just i just love seeing her back because trixie is so i it was gutting when Ina Yoko Teutenberg had to retire because of um, her massive head injury. I, I hated that because, you know, you want you want riders to choose to retire. You don't want riders to have to retire. And so, yeah, I mean, if anyone can come back with only one kidney, it's going to be Trixie. She, I mean, I was slightly worried about whether any drugs she was having to take would, would mean that she, you know what I mean, would, would mean that she couldn't race. Because sometimes you hear about riders who can't, you know, who can't race, yeah, who can't yeah. race because of drugs they're taking. And, and uh yeah, um, uh, one of the one of the Belgian riders had that problem. Had to leave. Um, had to leave. Uh, uh, Liv Planteur because Liv Planteur signed up to the, you know, the the, the 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 union of clean riders, whatever they call it. 
Yeah. Um, and so she wasn't allowed to be on the drugs that she needed for her medical condition. Exactly. So anyway, uh, so we come down to the two biggest and most exciting countries to watch for national championships. And this is the same every year. And they're big and exciting because they have by far the most depth of field. Um, you know, the both strength and depth, strength and depth, numbers of competitors. Just, just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, is one of those countries incredibly famous for having for a long time the world's most dominant cyclist in it? And is the other country hosting the most significant women's stage race of the season in the very near Yes, future? yes. We are talking the Netherlands and Italy. Woo! And these are... These are the hardest nationals to win, I'd say, by a really, really long way. And they become super interesting because of, I mean, it's, they become interesting because of the, 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 the talent. Now, obviously, Rabobank has a bit of an advantage in the Netherlands, in the Netherlands national championships, but it's always interesting to see how it's going to play out. And with amazing riders like Amy Peters and Chantal Blark and, Ellen van Dijk and, and, you know, so many, so many fantastic riders. They, there's nothing. It's never it's never an easy ride for them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it, it does. I mean, not that it's an easy ride for anyone else in the other nationals, but it's simply as... Oh, come as... on. It, it's a little bit... I mean, no offence to, for example, the rest of the Luxembourgian cyclists. It's it's a lot easier than 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 than. than, than. I mean, I, I, Christine Mayer still has to fight for it. I'm not at all criticizing her and you know it's harder for it's surprising you know like i say it's surprising that kat hannes has beaten lottie kopecky and yoni dora but that's not the same as going up against the netherlands exactly <laughs> it's been a long it week just a just a mutual pause of respect there <laughs> i think it's just a mutual pause of exhaustion um from my part um so, yeah, let's do the Netherlands first. So the Netherlands, apparently, it was just attack, 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 attack um, by uh, with Ellen van Dyke chasing down pretty much everything. But in the end, it came out to a two-woman break between Yannick Ensing of Park Hotel Valkenburg and Anuska Costa from Rabo Live, which is a fascinating break Ooh. because they because they're both they're both um, Anuska Costa's a very young rider. Yannick yeah, yeah. Ensing we saw attack, 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 attack in the um in the in the Aviva Women's Tour. Um Comes down to a sprint. Costa wins four seconds ahead of Ensing with Mariana Voss bringing up this group 10 seconds back. And that's Mariana Voss, Amy Peters, Kirsten Veeld, Monique van der Rey, and Annemiek van Vleuten, Flirty Mackay. You know, you look down the list and go, huh, that's a lot of really strong yeah, riders. Yeah. You know, there's 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 a lot of really amazing riders there. So, you know, I mean, I have a joke that, you know, Mariana Voss just likes to hand round the jersey to the teammate that she feels <laughs> has been best. But it's not right. That's not right. That's just a joke. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not actually what happens. And Anuska Costa again was attacking tons and tons in the in the Aviva women's tour and especially in the final stage where there was only Costa and Knetman left to support Mariana Voss. So... Yeah, I mean, it is super interesting. But I do have to ask the question, is Voss now just sandbagging Armitstead ahead of the Olympics? Well, I mean, I If she'd gone and won the national championship, like, it would have been like a, yeah, I'm here, I'm ready, let's rumble. Well, she's not even she's not riding the Giro next yeah, week, this week so either. Good. She's, she's, I mean, I, 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 have, I mean, Voss, 
Voss is just Voss is Voss is Voss is Voss. If anyone can tell me why Lizzie Armitstead, whether she rode, whether she didn't ride, didn't bother riding nationals, it seems very unlikely. But maybe I guess when you're in the in the world stripes and your aim is on a golden Rio medal, then you know. I mean, and Armitstead does get sick like often after big races. So maybe anyway, I've no idea. Like I said, I yeah. Well, and she she um, is on the start list for the Giro, so you know, I mean, yeah. may she may well have just not raced it, but yeah. Do you want the best Voss news? No, of course I do. Of course I do. When have I ever? So when have I ever Voss... not wanted even second best Voss news? Always. The best. Always the best Voss. The best Voss news is apparently Mariana Voss announced after the Dutch National Championships that Rabo Live, her team, the team that she owns, has a sponsor for next year. They're not going to announce it yet. They're waiting for later. Presumably, they're waiting for when she's standing with a golden Olympic medal around her neck. Um, but yeah, um, I am super happy because you know Rabo, they've they you know they 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 originally were set, they originally kicked out of the women's team and and refu- you know a couple of years back when they decide when the men's yeah, when, when doping the men's made doping them think thing. that all cycling was terrible. Yeah. It was only because of Voss that when they were you know when they went to Voss and said, "Hey, can we sponsor you, Mariana, just by yourself?" and she went, "No, that's not how cycling works." Yeah. <laughs> If you want a piece of me, you can have a piece. You have to pay for my yeah, team. Yeah. And for credit to her for sticking up for a team like that. But also, I do want to give credit to Rabo too, because they were very clear about the length of their commitment and that they would yeah. be ending it, which I think is actually a very positive and healthy way for a sponsor to do it too. You know, one of the one of the difficulties for cycling teams is this sort of tenterhooky year by year will we renew won't we renew do we have funding or not kind of shit and so having that stability and also knowing that you've got like this this window of time to be talking to other potential sponsors and stuff is is good yeah because we saw orica have said that they'll definitely they'll sponsor for one more year haven't they but they're definitely out after the end of 2017 Um, You have feelings about Australian sponsorship. Should we talk about that now? I don't want to get deeply into it. I mean, it's a broader issue across Australian cycling overall in that there's there's a prominent businessman in Australia who, to be fair, he's involved in a lot of sports, but he particularly likes cycling. His name's Jerry Ryan. It's not an unusual story in pro ranks. You know, there's a whole bunch of teams that are basically run by by rich fans. Um, but the difference is, and his and his his caravan company Jayco AIS yep. is slightly difficult because if you've if you've seen anything, sorry Jayco, see I was just saying Jayco AIS because that's that was the name of the that was the name of the team last that was the name of the team for a while. They sponsor everything. They do sponsor everything and, and everything and, in Australian cycling. I mean, Jerry Ryan was at one point the interim president of Cycling Australia. He's received a Lifetime Achievement Award from Cycling Australia for his contribution to Australian cycling. And it's not that he doesn't deserve that. He does. But I am incredibly discomforted by the idea of a system that's dependent on any one person. Now, as good as Jerry is, one day, you know, he's not the youngest guy in the world, one day he's going to retire or die or something, and then it's a board of directors who are making a decision based on economics, not on passion. You know, and and that's my concern, is that so much of the the non-Olympic related government funding, which mostly goes to track, and again, there's a whole set of reasons for that, um, you know, I mean, it does have a bit for road and other things, other disciplines as well, but it is mostly track because it's focused on Olympic gold. Um, 
it's it's a risky way to set up an entire national system and but it's not it's not just the teams no no that's that's my point it's not just the teams it's it's races it's and and it's at all levels it's you know it it is yeah you know involvement in in australian media and and also cycling Cycling yeah and cycling e-commerce and stuff and again it's not that any of those things are wrong you know, I'm not saying Jerry's done anything wrong. I'm not saying anyone else has done anything wrong. I'm just uncomfortable with the idea of so much of the the structure of Australian cycling being dependent on any one person or entity or body. I just, you know, it it's risky, and I don't like. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not dissing Jerry. We're all right, Ryan. No, no, his contribution's he's been, been incredible, and he would be in the position that we're in with with several of the world's best cyclists in multiple disciplines without his assistance. I mean, that's fantastic. But that said, you know, it's not part of. It's not. Let me put it this way: it's it's not what I would consider a sustainable and stable future for Australian cycling, and that's what I want to see. You know, and so I I think the sport in Australia needs to do a better job of expanding its wings, you know, and and engaging more people. And, and I think there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. I'm not saying it's easy, you know, but not least of which is, is a path that we're already partly on. You know, I think strengthening and growing out NRS and, and stuff like that will help. Um, and then more involvement with cycling in Asia, um, particularly Southeast Asia, as that grows and stuff like that can be helpful. But it's a, it's a tricky thing. And I think it doesn't benefit anybody to pretend that it's anything other than what it is. And I get that people don't like to speak about it a lot because when you're in those um, teams or races or institutions or whatever that rely on that, you know, yeah, I get you don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's cool. But mm-hmm. I do think there's a broader and pretty important conversation. And, and I honestly think, I don't know him at all, but I honestly think if you sat down and spoke with Jerry, he'd probably echo a lot of the same things. Because you know? yeah. I'm sure he doesn't want to be the daddy warbucks of cycling either, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting without Orica, you know, without Orica, isn't it? Who, I mean, this is the thing, like, I with, with Rabo Live, I've been saying for ages, if Rabo Live can't find a sponsor for the team, then 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 the, then we're yeah. fucked. Like, it, it, we, we, it's yeah. ruined. We're, yeah. we're, we're real, we have real, real problems if, if Rabo Live can't do it. So, yeah. See, it's, I, the, the biggest problem I see, particularly for the women with the departure of Orica, is that the risk is that Australian riders... And, and again, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but uh, uh, there is a class of Australian rider who would probably have a difficult time getting a ride on uh, a more fully formed European team, um, but who are also ready to perform on the European stage more regularly, if that makes sense. You know, um, I'm thinking, yeah. and, and there are several of them already doing it. You know, Chloe Hosking did it for several years. We've got Lauren Kitchen on high tech now. We've got Carly Taylor um, with Live Planter. We've got Lauren Rowney, um, who is back with Oricon now, but for several years was specialized in, um, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So there are there is history of writers doing that. But 
you know, I think we're going to see more of that rather than writers, Australian writers having sort of one of the benefits of the, the Orica thing, particularly for the women, is that it was a co-sponsorship with the AIS, which meant that they got access to the Australian well, facilities in Varese and stuff like that. They, well, technically, Orica, I always heard that Orica wasn't actually paying much money into the women's team at all. And the women's team was pretty much sponsored almost entirely by AIS. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem is we don't know, you know, and it's hard to say. But what I do know is that, or what I believe, I should say, not know, what I believe is that um, that without Arica, I don't think I don't think AIS would take on and commit to a team themselves. So no, I mean, I, I've, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that the, the, the men's team is Orica Green Edge, and the women's team is Orica yeah. AIS, because I don't know how much connection there is at, at, at top level. I've never got the impression that Orica was, for example, under the olden days when it was when it was HTC High Road, for example, I knew and or Cervelo test or Cervelo test team. I knew that the women's teams were as were as in, were integral yeah, to the project yeah. and were you know straight up there. And although you didn't get the same same level of stuff, yeah, you didn't like, get you the know, same funding you and the you amazing, didn't have the 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 beautiful media that Cervelo test yeah. team used to put out. But it was, but they were very much like you looked on the. It felt like it was one unified yeah, yeah. squad, whereas I'm never quite sure how Orica. Yeah, works. exactly. There does seem to be a, a reasonable sized gulf between the the men's team and the women's team, in terms of you know culture. I mean, not to say that riders across those teams don't know each other. Of course, many of them do and get on quite well and all that sort of shit. But you know, at the same time. Yeah, it, it is one of those things. And, and that's, I guess, probably more my concern in, in regards to all of that is that I, I'm i not entirely sure what will happen for the women's team. And I... I, I, I mean, I love them both. I love them both. They've been both. They've both yeah, been a lot but of fun. I, I tend but, to fear, yeah, I I tend to fear that the women's team may slip away in favour of the the sort of intermediate model that we already have with the Aussie national team, you know, where riders come over for like a three month stint or something like that, and you know, and yeah. it's it's something that that arguably is better than nothing, but it's not as good as actually having a team, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that was a good diversion. Interesting. Bloody. I like that diversion. I and we talk politics. It was bike oh, politics. We're doing God. well. So the other. The other race, the other one that's so obviously the Netherlands, we started that. Oh, and and and, and Anna, Annemiek van Vlersen won the ITT, Ooh, which is fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Because of course the ITT has um as has basically uh Ellen van Dyke and 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 Anna mm. van der Bregen in there. Um I it's it's yeah, I'm I look at that and go Oh, interesting! Because yeah, you know, as, uh, as much as we... they're all three riders on the Olympic yeah. squads, and which one to which going to get to race the ITT exactly. in the Olympics? And as much as we've talked about how difficult, for example, U.S. Olympic selection will be, I mean, holy fuck! You know, you just got to spare a thought for the Dutch. Like, like... well, they they picked they they picked they put up. I mean, they're actually what some students sorry, their ITT is insane. Sorry, it's thirty thirty seven thirty kilometers. Annemiek van Vleuten one, Chantal Black second, Roxana Kanata third, Amy Peters fourth. I can't see Anna van der Breger and Ellen van Dijk in the in the in the, in the finishing things. Anna van der Breger and Ellen van Dijk I don't think they raced. Okay. Shit. 
Sorry, I just, that that I'm I just need a moment to digest. Digesting. Wow. Okay. This is See, what this is what happens when you, when you have a whole, a but it's also what happens when you have a whole continent of national championships at the same time. Like, like bloody hell, can't you guys like space them out one a week for a year or some shit? Like, this is ridiculous. <sighs> okay, I'm over it. So, okay, so the other one is, um, the other one that's the hardest to win is yes. Italy. And again, they, it's really, really interesting because riders don't even race in their trade teams in Italy. What they do is they ride in their, um, the teams who support them. So, for example, Giorgio Bronzini races for the uh, forestry, the forestry, um, forestry corps of the right, army. Right. And other riders who race, other riders who are in the police, who are in the police force or the prison force or the army race for their yeah. sub team. So it's, it's always, it's always been fascinating because you don't, so it's not a case of going out there in your, um, uh, wiggle high five colors for Lisa Longo Borghini, for example, it's a case of, of going out there and just, you know, and, and racing as you're in your, you know, for the people who support you, I guess, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah. Um, I have can only find the top 10 of the, of the Italian, champs i haven't been looking at as hard as i should be so it's it which you know maybe 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 strange um but yeah it's 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 interesting um it's right, interesting so. uh so it was so it's actually won by elena cicchini who had been the first rider since the 90s to win for two years in a row and now is the first rider since i don't know the 70s or something or 80s to win three wow, years in a row nice. Um, I thought she was the first one to read finish full stop for three years in a row, but then I realised I should have been looking on Italian Wikipedia <laughs> because English Wikipedia, for some reason, only starts in the nineties. <laughs> so, um, well, no one, one spoke Italian but, before um, then. No she, one, no one even Italian was previously undiscovered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like Italy's been oh, around oh, for a long oh. time. No, 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 no. You know, these these new <laughs> world countries. Uh, I mean, you can argue that the concept of Italy is a relative, relatively modern one because for years and years it was cities, you know, for for for, for oh, it was city states and look, the Roman I'm, Empire. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that you could probably wander around parts of New Jersey and find people that would swear to you on their on their nonna's grave that Italy was settled by a couple of wise guys from Jersey. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um elena cicchini won 30 seconds ahead of her good friend uh, lisa longo borghini with anna zita maria stricker bringing in a group that had georgia bronzini soraya paladin and rosella ratto one minute and five behind i am really happy yeah. for cicchini she's she's you know i've got like a hundred favorite riders and, but and cicchini and longo borghini two of my hundred so <laughs> yeah no, Chiquini Longo Borghini, they're, they're, okay, they're, they're, yeah, they might movie, even be top know, 10. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so nationals. I mean, there are probably a thousand stories that we're not talking about, but that's the beauty, that's the kind of blessing and the curse of nationals it is, weekends. You know, you know it's, like you it's say, it is really... that kind of convenient thing of when when they're all on at the same time, it doesn't interfere with the rest of the, the camera and stuff. But, well, you know. If unless unless you happen to be the poor Canadians who then have to nip, have to kind of zoom back and then have jet lag yeah, for the biggest yeah. races and, of the year, 
I, I do feel for the Canadians in here. And, you know, your writers from Hong Kong, your writers from Japan, where it is a little bit more complicated. But, yeah, if you happen to be um, in... Uh, in 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 europe it's it's super cut it's, or or if you're someone who's not going to ride you know if you're if you're like the south america uh, south and central american riders who aren't going to be riding those yeah. big races anyway then it's 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 really nice to have it all at the same time and there's something really lovely about it being this wholesale yeah, shake yeah, up exactly um and and you know i think there are a lot of circumstances in which we do get those glimpses of younger riders who are starting to to find their place and all that sort of stuff as well and you know and then we get those weird outliers that are a little difficult to explain and um you know so and things like and it's hard to, and it is hard to follow yeah, all of it as well it's because, a bit chaotic because you know, there's a lot of information to absorb over you know not a lot of time yeah if i if I can, if I can pull myself out of my depression pit, ah, I'll pull. I'll find put, some videos put and put yeah, some videos. And of course, of, if you uh, have um, information on your um, nation's championships or your favourite nation's championships, I guess because it's possible your favourite nation isn't yours, um, you know, then then do hit us up on Twitter. Sarah is at underscore pigeons underscore. Um, I yeah, I'm even, not on Twitter, so don't bother with me. Um, he's a, at Dan W official and if you've got any pretty <laughs> sisters oh, whatever. Work, you keep sending me people who tell me that we shouldn't swear on our podcast and it's like well fucking okay pay us so <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's pretty straightforward um, or you can email us uh, prowomenscycling at gmail.com or of course you can just visit us at our blog and Sarah loves to say it Usually she puts a little bit more, you know, pizzazz into it than that. But uh, yeah, okay. Uh, she's doing her her sad clown impression. I'm <laughs> 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 I'm going to be doing my happy clown impression, I guess, because we are coming up to the Giro it's Rosa, which is Friday. the biggest, the only yeah. one. It's grand. Tour. Look, honestly, I reckon this year. I mean, every year it's an exciting race, but there's two things in particular that I find absolutely fascinating about this year's edition. And they are not necessarily in this order, but one, um, it includes the Motorola, which is going to be fucking cool. And two, <sighs> what I find absolutely super interesting is who's not going to be there. Yes. We have some really interesting... Um, interesting things going on in this race i yeah because I mean, for example in, in, oh, i mean it's hard how... to explain but one example there are entire teams not there like orica are not going because they have decided that mm. so many of their riders are focused firmly on the olympics that it's it, they're, they're just not going to the giro which is amazing to me and Savello Bigler. I, honestly, I don't, I don't really think I agree with that decision, but there it is. So that's. Well, also, you see, like, riders, so high tech products are going, but they're not taking care yeah, of the field, yeah. for example. And that's the... So I, I, I'm gutted, beyond gutted, that we're not going to have Savello Bigler in the race because I want to see Ashley Milman Passio win a stage and yeah. win the race, you know, quite frankly. I'm. Yeah. that we're not having so that throws all sorts of um, things into the mix because then you look at like for example bowls dolmens where lizzie armistead is there but how hard is she going to be racing the giro 
Well, well, the thing is, is I thought that Lizzie Armitstead wasn't going to be racing to win the Avian yeah, Women's Tour, yeah. but she was, and she won it. I mean, I look at that team, you've got Lizzie Armitstead, Megan Guarnier, and Evelyn Stevens. Now, last, no, no, no Ellen Van Dyke. Has Ellen Van Dyke, like, cracked her? Maybe Ellen Van Dyke's not. No, is I she, thought, is she I sick thought maybe or has Ellen she broken was, more ribs or something? I didn't realise there was anything wrong with Ellen, so. I have no idea. I mean, the, I, I honest, genuinely, legit feel like I've taken a week off and I'm just like, I mean, maybe maybe Ellen is just in pure maybe. time trial uh, yeah, yeah. Rio mode. But, but you know, this is going to be fascinating because I don't think it's been a secret that Evelyn Stevens has been having a bad year, a bad couple of years, in fact, I'd say. Like, she's not had the results that she would want. And I'm not sure that for Evelyn Stevens not being the top USA rider after being the top USA rider for a while, I think that might be painful for her. So this is like a chance for her to be, you know, for her to kind of, for her to kind of, you know, have some glory, but also seeing how hard Megan Guarnier worked for the, like Lizzie Armitstead is the yep. first top rider in the team, not Guarnier, who was on the podium last year and was in yeah, the Malia Rosa yeah. for so long and who's been fantastic. So, I mean, God, yeah, imagine and, that drama. And, and that's the thing. Like, and, you and look that's why you I go, say, like, at the same point, I mean, I get that you kind of, like, if Lizzie's in the team, you kind of have to give her the top spot. But at the same time, I could also see Lizzie riding it just to keep her legs up and not actually going at it super hard, you know, like competing, but not going super hard. Yeah. Because the last thing, the last yeah, thing she I, would want to do is blow out her Olympic legs, you know, so... But she's not the only one who thinks that because, again, Guarnier's yep. got Olympics. You know, Guarnier needs her Olympic legs yep. firmly sewn on, doesn't she? So let's. So it starts with Anna van der Breger. I'm, I'm a bit concerned yep. van der Breger might be hurt, but, but, but Dutch Twister assures me that's not true. She had a nasty crash. She crashed yeah. out of the Aviva Women's Tour. She's supported by Kasia Neodoma, who I think could true. also win the Giro. Also, Shara Gillo, Lucinda Brand, who last year won stages in such beautiful yep. descending and such beautiful attack. There are some, there are some brand stages in here. Roxana Knetemann and Salita de Jong. Um, Ali Cipollini, well, they've got Malgazarts and Jasinska for the climbs, but basically they're all about their sprinters. Yep, yep. They're about the sprint finishers. Um, Aromitalia Vajano, they're a small Dutch, they're a small um, Italian team. Astana women's team, B Pink, which has Olga Zabalinskaya yep. back from her doping ban, which I'm <laughs> going to say every time she's there. Um, Biscaya Durango, um, who are a Spanish team. It's really interesting. Um, C- uh, Cycling Fever uh, um, uh, put riders down as belonging to the Basque country <laughs> rather than as belonging to Spain. So I'm just thinking, there's only one Spanish rider in there. No. Uh, BTC City Ljubljana, who's, you know, could do it. Canyon Shram. Now, I think Alina Amielusic, again, is a is a proper, yeah, a proper, real contender. Um, uh, yep. real contender. But I can also see Elena Cecchini yep. uh, winning a stage here yep. and yep. Barbara yep. Gurishi in the sprints. I can see that. Um, Silence Pro Cycling, they've got Shelley Olds down. And I thought Shelley Olds couldn't ride this se- this season because of her, her massive... Yeah, brain so and neck injury, head and neck injury. Her possibly coming back. I mean, I assume this is this is um, current enough to be realistic. So, um, I mean, it will be nice to to know that she's recovered from that injury if she is back. Um, but again, even so, yeah. that you know, there is a little bit of a question mark there on you know how she's going to go um, if she is just back. You know. Um, coming back from injury yeah. is never easy yeah, and yeah. you know it, it's going to be a hard race but you know um certainly 
Alison Tetrix demonstrated her toughness in uh, in recent. I don't know. No, I don't know if Ali Tetrick will be riding because, of course, she broke four ribs exactly. in the that's, cracked four ribs that's in what the. That's referencing is, you know, but, who, who knows if she's going to. I mean, you know, tough is tough, but busted ribs is busted ribs. So now, Rosella Ratto um, for the for in Silence is you know going to be wanting to show herself back. The thing is, is Silence when Shelley Olds is there, they're racing only for Shelley, and they tend to ride defensively without Shelley Olds. Yeah. They tend to. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know what we'll see. Hagen's Berman Supermint. I mean, I really like Linda Bayer. I really like this team. I don't think they belong in the, in the, in, in, in the Giro Rosa. I can't understand. Yeah, I mean, I, you mean, know, it, I'm, I, it, I get it. It's, it's a little odd, but you know I, what? I'm actually quite glad to see them there now with Eri Yonamani. You know, like, like given what happened with... She's not on the start uh, list, She's though. on the cycling news start list. Oh, she's not oh, on the cycling fever that's start. Interesting. Start, okay. start, start, start. Yeah, so because mm-hmm. I mean, if in doubt, I believe Peter Peter Van der Veen because he yeah, is yeah. the he's he's psychically connected to all, all races. Um, high tech products, uh yeah, Tatiana Goderzo will want some Italian glory, and obviously yep. Lauren Kitchen, we love her. Um Impa Bianchi, mm, no. Uh Lens World Zanata. No, low in tech. No, and no one there. Lotto Sudal, Claudia Hausler. I was going to ask you about Emma because I mean, you know, Emma's basically just barely back to cycling. Um, I feel for Emma Pooley personally so hard right now because Emma Pooley's been obviously picked as someone to go to the Olympics. The British Olympic team is Lizzie Armstead, Nikki Harris, and Emma Pooley. And I I am surprised that Pooley wanting to come back to I mean, I think I said this like after the after the Viva Women's Tour that I if, if Pooley had taken as light a schedule as Pauline Fran Prevost, for example, if Pooley had done um I don't know, let's say Flesh Wallon, uh uh Bira, um uh you yep. know, like four or five races this year, and this was her fifth, this was her sixth. I'd be like, yeah, I feel yeah. like Pooley has deserved a chance. She's not yet on top of this. I I find it I find it hard. I mean, poor Emma will have felt gutted coming forth in the national ITT championships the other day. And, and you know, Haley Simmons, who is the ITT champion, is saying slightly delusionally, I think, Haley, I'm sorry, um, is saying that she she's gutted that she didn't get the chance to go to the Olympics and she wanted that that third spot for Britain. Now, I don't think that Haley Simmons has done much more racing yeah, than yeah. you know she hasn't got any she hasn't the, the, the i mean claire rose for example of podium ambition has even though she rides a different kind of itt has probably got a better has probably got a better if we're going to pick an itt rider only but of course when I, I would say that claire rose has more yep. international results this year however this race isn't about being you know i don't think a rider that hasn't been racing the uci circuit can expect to go to the olympics but you know yeah, but then yeah. emma pooley uh, and, and i mean you say that as a massive emma pooley just... fangirl you know and and i think that's the thing you know like we love emma it's just a little outside what i would expect basically i mean yeah yeah um enters for Touriscope, they're always fun i think that they'll have a rider on a podium at some stage like a stage podium. Michaela Fanini, we've got Edwige Patel, 49 years old, new national champion. <laughs> um, Seto Futon, 
I've got Nicole Brandley. Now, Nicole Brandley is really interesting. If you're relatively new to women's cycling, you might not know the name Nicole Brandley, but she is a three times yep. winner of the Giro. She won back in 2001, 2003 and 2005, taking stage wins on the way. Um, she is 37 years old. She retired back in 2007. So she's pretty much had about nine years out. Um, if she's Nicole Brandley is my, what the fuck yeah, is going to, yeah. are we going to see, this, are we going to see her? Yeah. Is are it, we is see it a her? super weird comeback or, or is it a, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to interpret it. I, I mean, yeah, I really excited about yeah. that one to see it, to be honest. I, I, you know, if you, she's won the Giro, and the other thing is, is that while she's won the Giro three times, she won the Giro in the days mm. before super teams, or, or rather, in the days before the modern era of super teams. Sorry, America, I know <laughs> you had super but teams yeah, before. But yeah, exactly. I mean, but yeah. you know, um, the, the the sport's changed a lot in nine years is really what it comes down to. And so it's, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's totally a... A more not not necessarily even a dark horse tip, but just a just a dark horse to keep an eye on. Like that's going to be super interesting. So, yeah, fascinating, fascinating to see her back and you know in back in the race and you know three time winner that probably makes her most successful yeah. rider there. <gasps> um, top girls Fasabortolo, um, yeah, just small, Liv uh, small team. Liv Planter. Very, I'm really They've curious got- to see how Leia Kirkman does. I am, and they've got, remember Carly oh, Diller falling over the d- That's over actually the d- not the bit where she <laughs> fell, but her watching the video later is like my favourite video of last year. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> she, goes, she goes flying yeah. and has a very, yeah. very Aussie response, which her dad berated her for, or chided her, I should say, maybe not berated, but yeah. Yeah. Um, young Molly Weaver, the, again, typical young team. I'm interested because they're not taking ah, yeah, and see, This is interesting to me because they're on the cycling news start list. Uh, Flirtier is there. So uh, I don't know. I don't know which huh. one's the most recently updated one is, is the thing. So I like with you, I would tend to default yeah. to Peter van der Veen having the, the latest and up-to-date info, but yeah. Yeah. Um, top girls, fast possible. Seriously, there are about five teams in this race that I think we'll never see. And the last one is Zidayas <laughs> de San Luis. Do you remember Zidayas had that oh, people yeah, mocking them yeah. for their kit? Oh, look, uh, that's the one. Um, I love, I mean, again, it's like, I love the fact they're getting a chance to race. And I say this all the time. People think I'm a real bitch for saying this about small teams. Really? I'm an absolute coward I want names, But I, 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 I don't think, I don't think that the World Tour is the place for is is the place for is the place for small development teams i feel like i feel like especially when it's up against there is a race for small development teams at the same yeah. time which is krasnalipa uh one of, the, one of the great czech races which is exactly a race to learn yeah, your plate yeah. to learn to learn and stuff but anyway the last big team who definitely needs to be there who i am absolutely fascinated by what's going to happen absolutely. with this team is me, with the high five you know, the the bowls wiggle showdown is basically inevitable and i am just gagging to figure out how this fucking works but do you think it's the bowls wiggle high showdown or the wiggle wiggle showdown because they have Elisa longo borghini georgia bronzini mara abbott audrey cordon rego miyuka hagiwara and chloe hosking now if we're saying that emma pooley being picked for the olympic team is controversial 
the American team is even more controversial because they've announced this week who their Olympic team is. And it's yep. uh, we all knew Megan Guarnier was going because, you know, Megan Guarnier is the is the um is the one you know has yeah, basically yeah. won all the things that she needed to do to get her well, automatic spot. congratulations the, megan the you deserved it rider by a clear stretch and um you know is is one world tour races in this year and stuff like geez gee it, it, i, I yeah. would fly to america to slap emma selection team that didn't include her just slap slap yeah well, they've chosen for the other spaces. They've chosen Mara Abbott, which I find very interesting because she's ridden hardly and anything against the top riders in the Mara, world this year. To me, the course in Rio is not a Mara Abbott course. No, Mara Abbott is is the best rider. I would say she's the best climber in the world at long, yeah, big endless mountains. grinding climbs. She traditionally she traditionally hasn't been so good at bunch riding and, and also, going downhill. Um, longer climbs that are punchy you know like rather than just big grinded out ones like ones with lots of little ramps not her thing yeah 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 so or, or ones that start and stop which is what the climb exactly. in the middle of the, so um, rio, the middle of the rio uh, course looks you know like all respect to mara all respect to mara but her selection for rio does not make sense to me but you know but then the other two spots are evelyn stevens and Kristen which, armstrong uh I Yeah. It's not Carmen Small. I think Carmen Small is Carmen Small, she's the ITT champion. She's proved and proved and proved herself and she's good she's proved herself as a team rider. Armstrong, did you you saw the video that Armstrong yeah, made yeah, about the, wanting to go to the about the film that's been made following her selection. Her road to Rio Gold or some shit. I mean, you know, well, look, let me put it this way. If she does happen to win gold in Rio, that's going to be the most fucking prescient documentary crowdfunding project I've ever fucking seen in my fucking life. And yes, I meant to, I meant to say it exactly. Well, I mean, she's, she, she, I mean, Kristen Armstrong gets there on the back of the fact that she's won gold at Rio, yep. tw- uh, sorry, the Olympics twice. I have no idea what her form is against yeah. the top itt riders in the world because she hasn't ridden against the top itt riders in the world um you know and it's 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 really really yeah, and really look, and maybe interesting she will do it, but you know so, i mean uh, even taking her out of the equation like assuming that that she is the right selection for the itt position and and therefore that's one of the road slots gone uh, to me the u.s selection as it's boiled uh, as as it is now has basically boiled down to ah oh, shit. I guess Megan's gonna have to win on her own, you know. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, I think that seeing Mara Abbott race for her teammates in Philadelphia in the Philly Classic, I think was the first time I've ever seen her race as a teammate like that. And that's not a diss to mm. her. It's, it's just that she doesn't race in this. She doesn't race in. She doesn't race in Europe. Yeah. Um, traditionally, and so she always races in smaller teams where yep. she is you know, the standout rider of her teams. So I mean, it's, yeah, sure. I, I get that, be, but I, mean, I go back yeah, to my anyway, point we'll that see. I just don't how... see it as her course. I don't know how helpful she can be on that course, you know. And similarly, again, well, no diss to yeah, Ebby, yeah, yeah, but yeah, similarly yeah. to Ebby, like, I don't think that course is going to lend itself to her being a lot of help. And I think... I I'm not saying her. I wouldn't I would take, take her. I'm saying Olympics, I can't definitely. see, you know, it, it being... 
You basically think that Megan, if she wins, if she, I, Megan's going to be basically... I think Megan is going to have to race really, really smart and it really, really attentively, and she's going to have to find someone else's break and stick with it. And then from that break it is based on my but, reason. You know, you, know what, you know what the exciting thing is? When you say Megan's going to have to race really, really smart and really, really attentively, oh, exactly. I think... That's how she races. I think Megan is a serious contender. If I'm a US fan, fan, that's what I'm putting my hope in. Is is and and that's what I was going to say. This is basically how Megan wins. Um, and so you know she can definitely do that. Um, if I'm the the American DS, then I'm saying, um, you know, Evie get out in in an early move. And Megan, wait for the break that that has the the contenders in it, and don't fucking miss it. You know, like I I am so excited about the Olympics. Like I think I think the thing is, I mean, I I completely take everyone's point who's critical of the Olympics, and I have very much sympathy with people who say that the Olympic, um, yeah, the, the reliance on the Olympics for the women's side of the sport does 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 kind of basically fuck up a lot of a lot of the rest of the season and you know like like you said earlier like you know we won't see i mean emma johansson traditionally hasn't ridden the yeah. giro for a couple of years emma doesn't you know the giro is not emma's the giro is not emma's bag but you know mariana voss is a couple of times winner um you know mariana voss is still coming back from um from it would be i think i, I I'm, I'm completely on mariana's side for yeah. not racing not racing the giro because you know she's coming back from uh, from a really really tough couple of years where uh, sorry, the tough year where it was her yeah, um, yeah. recovery that was the biggest problem for her. So I can see the Giro is a hard race, not just because of the course, but because of the incredibly long transfers, yep. because of the, you know, because of the, the tiring nature of the racing, blah, blah, blah. So I can see why Voss isn't there. And, you know, it's just all credit to Rabo that, and it's all credit to Rabo and all credit to, to Wiggle that actually their team without, without, Mariana Voss without Emma Johansson are still incredibly compelling. Yeah. Yep. And 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 can probably win the race. I mean, of course, Van Breger won last year with no Mariana Voss, you know. So, and and I think Cashin and you know I think Cashin Yodoma can win the Giro too. I think they go in there with two of the two of the strong favourites. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, so I I I take I, I do take people's points that. That the Olympics is problematic for the women's side of the sport. You know, the men don't see it as the biggest goal in the world, but for the women, winning, it, although it's harder yeah. to win world championships because yeah. it's a much tougher field. It's a much tougher field, but, and it's. I mean, the Olympics is, but you have to look at the and, Olympics and like it's a completely see, separate Olympics discipline, like the, it's like cyclocross. Well, it's the see, Olympics is the thing that the world watches. You know, the world championship is more meaningful to cycling fans. But Olympic gold is more meaningful to average people, you know, and and that's that's the thing, oh, you know. Yeah. It, mean, it's yeah, you know, it, that's just how it is. And yeah, I take people's point about all of that, and I get that the Olympics is fucking flawed and all that sort of shit too. But it, it at the same time, this is the world we live in, you know. Like, yes, we can all work to improve that world. We all should work yeah. to improve that world. Please join us in working to improve that world. But this is also the world we live in, so. You know, I'm not going to fault anyone for that either. Yeah. So, should we talk a little bit about um, yeah, the yeah. Giro course? We probably should, given that we've talked a lot about the, the riders and stuff. So, um, ten stages all up, or nine stages in prologue. Um, so Friday's a two-kilometer prologue yeah. around the um, city of Gaiarini. I have no idea if I got that right, but you know, 
let's go for that. Um, so two kilometer <laughs> prologue that'll um, that'll sort out. Basically, just to start, it's basically just to kind of uh, shake, shake out, out the legs and, and make legs, sure that people and, have and... jerseys to wear for the first proper stage. So you know, we'll have we'll have leaders' jerseys and and shit to yes. to wear on the first stage, which will be cool. Stage one is Guarini to San Fior, one hundred and four kilometers, um, and yeah, basically, I mean, the first Sprinting. first few days are really pretty much although you know. What we have to remember is that the Giro is notorious for surprise absolutely Italian notorious mountains. for having um, uh, surprise Italian mountains for having uh, um, what do you call them profiles that don't make sense, yep. like that don't match up to what's in real life, etc., etc., etc. It's so, a little unpredictable. You know, like we say, sprinty, but take like that one of those... as sprinty asterisk. Yeah. It's got loops. It's got loops, and it's got a little climb. The, the little climb is nine point six percent, which you know is is. I mean, and, and we've also seen. We all know what the peloton says yeah, when they're handed yeah. a script, and this is well, how you ride it. No, which in every language is pronounced. So stage attack, stage so. two is. <laughs> stage two is 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 loop. It has a couple of loops in it, and then it has an uphill finish. Um, of 4.7 kilometers i think five kilometers um so that's not like a super climb it's not like a drag up you know um sort of thing so it it will be interesting but it will be uh you know that's actually a pretty good opportunity for uh uh mid to late breakaway to stay away and that's also the opportunity yeah. for your Elisa Longo Borghini's your to to really to really to hit it yeah, yeah. So it's because it's three. yeah, it's um stage stage three is I was looking I was going, I can't find the <laughs> profile. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's flat. Um it does have a little lump, like this tiny, tiny and the other thing about the profiles is they don't put the um they don't yeah. put like this, yeah, this, so what, not, what they're measuring really scale, up the side, but, so you don't um, really know what's stage this three one is, is the longest stage of the race, so it's hundred and twenty kilometers. Yeah. That's those it's two flat. facts are not coincidental so yeah um stage 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 four is flat too i mean it's got a little it kind of has a little bit of a climb at the start going onto a plateau and then it has a little tiny lump and then it's got a couple of tiny little pokey little triangular shaped things in the um in the i mean yeah. you know who knows this is the giro it could be like the, the scale at the side it yeah, could be like exactly you know, it could, it could be up to like mountain that could be like to put on the guide i mean it's it's hard to say um what we do know is that stage five it happens um, um is is the shortest non-time trial stage and it features the motorolo 1852 meters of climbing now and delicious hairpins. And this is going to be Yummy, the day that Mara Abbott tries to put a stamp on the race. Now, it's going to be very interesting because while the Motorola is um, uh, 12.4 yep. kilometers at 10.5%, I read, with some steep, you know, pretty, pretty steep, grinding Mara Abbotty type climbs, at the top of the Motorola, there's a plateau. And they ride on the plateau at the top and then they come down the last, oh, I'm going to guess and say roughly yeah. 20 kilometres. Is a des- There's about a descent of 20 kilometres and then there's a slightly uphill 
like couple of like literally yeah. two three kilometers so at the end, is known uphill. as a climber so she's not I known as a great fascinated. descender not saying she sucks or anything but like descending it's not like Voss who does it on rails um so her challenge is going to be to put enough time into any any threat on the climb up that she can comfortably make it down and across that next little bit Mm. Which is going to be very hard because I mean, in the last the last time we saw Pooley yep. versus Mar Abbott, for example, together, Pooley won all three climbing stages and she won them in different in different ways in all three stages yep. in different ways. So it's it's and, but and of course Pooley it's Pooley, hard to judge. No idea. That's the thing is, like, we know like that, we know that Claude, will, you know, climb that that climb, but then like someone like Elisa who will probably not you know be able to stick with Abbott all the way up the climb can possibly catch up to her on the descent so you know yeah i mean can you imagine like i mean and even so you so you've got your like standard riders like um who i mean megan guarnier for example can could stick with abbott on could stick with abbott on all but one yep. of the last climb climbs in the last in the last giro yeah that yeah. they wrote that they rode that they rode against each other but but Guanye can descend now of course because we don't know anything that abbott's been doing abbott could have been spending the entire winter and the entire spring going out <laughs> and going fuck you sarah yeah. and dan i can descend exactly. because you guess and what i've been doing i've been doing descending exactly. practice all winter but also, you can go screw yourself we you, don't know you, you, is you, what you, the team instructions you, will be at that point because you know where will where will elisa and mara be comparatively speaking so it's it's this is the thing is that despite the absence of teams and riders who are very interesting to the giro normally it is still going to be an incredibly interesting giro so exciting then stage six is is well okay well climbing finish (laughs) well again i mean who knows you I, I miss I miss Sean Velo Focus used to actually take these races and stick them into um, maps so he'd actually have accurate A distances and yeah. B um, profiles. So I miss Sean Velo Focus. His photography is fantastic. I don't he yeah, I, yeah. I, it was an absolute pain in the ass to do those <laughs> um, to do those those things. But I miss him. But yeah, so it starts off the first twenty k's has like a little climb and then it has a little descent and then it has another bigger climb and a bit more of a little tiny descent and it has a bigger climb and then it has a long descent and, it's the and then it has an uphill finish at 108 which, kilometers so it's going to be a tough day i think i think i'm more i, I think i'm more I excited well, about this one than um, i am about the motorola stage honest, asterisk depends on the descending yes i mean oh my yes i mean i think my my favorite 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 part of road yeah. racing is descending oh. god do you remember listening yes. to brand last and see, year that's the thing so to me oh. um while the motorola is going to be awesome what i'm actually most excited about is the descending aspect of that part of the race so Oh god! Because imagine, because imagine, someone like Lucinda Brand yeah. can can get if she's not too far behind. If she she can, what she did last year on one of the climbing stages, yeah, where she got into a break, time. so yeah, she hit yeah. the climb first. Um, she hit the climb solo, could gave her time to get to the top of it, and then yeah. just descended like an absolute lunatic with no fear. Who finds the, all this incredibly fun? And what do you mean I'm going yeah, to end yeah, up dead exactly. in a ditch? I so, that's the way I want to go. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've, I feel no, like I've no, just. No. Um, salt over the shoulder and all that but yes um so yeah i i agree i think stage six is going to be the one that i'm i'm most watching out for but stage five is still going to be a very close second for me i'm going to be yeah anyway oh 
Well, yeah. So what do you do when you follow the climbs? How really do you how do you get out of it? Climbing when... stages with some wicked descending and shit is to have a time trial. So. Yeah, twenty one odd kilometers, yeah, mostly yeah. flats, so, um, and a van der Breggen. The thing about that is that depending on where the GC is at is going to dictate how competitive um, the time trial is for the non time trial specialists. So you're gonna have you're gonna have two races. You'll have the time trial um, yes. specialists, you know, getting all of that shit dialed in, um, particularly ahead of the Olympics. But also, you know, depending on what's happened on the the previous two stages, if we're close on GC then that is going to be uh, a hell of a knife fight. Yes. Now, of course, the sprinters are going to be a bit grumpy, so yep. um, stage and, eight um, is something you know, for them. It's to show flat. Off and, and also not have to, you know, uh, hang on in the groupetto, and they will probably enjoy that after having used all their jokes up previously, so... Yeah. And no, then stage nine. Like stage I mean, nine. I have no idea. It's a bit of a, it, you know, what? like it's it's basically a big loopy circuit um, around Verbania or Verbania. I, I don't know how you pronounce that, um, but it's one that I suspect could have. I don't. I fuck me, man. It could have like mystery tunnels for all I know. Well, they have. They go. They, they they do three laps of the of the circuits yeah. around the lake, along the um uh, the lake. That's a bit. All small. I know is that oh, this race is Piedmont and Lombardia. Just, as in, oh. your eyes will be sore from how fucking beautiful it is. Uh, oh, it's going to be amazing! And then they then yeah. they just decide yeah. to do a little twiddly climate. I just I just want to live in Lombardy. I mean, it's just, it's northern Italy. It's just, it's, uh, Verbania is, is, it's like in the Piedmont. Oh, it's just, it's, oh, it's just beautiful looking. I'm just going to cry all the time and look at it and cry some more and just go, this is the most beautiful place in the world. I want to live in Italy. But then I think that's what we're going to do for the whole of this race because, you know, um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I there mean, are ugly parts of Italy. I, I, yeah, I, well, I'm pretty sure they buried. I mean, there must be, like, like logically. Like, I think that's just what they did. So, yeah. yeah I, fuck, I don't know. Um, if they are, or maybe they moved them to Jersey. That would make sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be putting up a guide later today to how to watch it. Um, traditionally, we get an hour or so after, after the, the after yep. the after the Giro, after the, the stage finishes. On Rye Sport 2, which is awesome. Um, I love it. It's great. Um, generally, what they do is they show, they, 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 they take the approach of showing, like, you know, some early yep. parts and then they just show the last, say, 20 minutes, like, just straight through, which can be frustrating if the major action has happened at the 25 minute mark, but it is what it is. Um, and I'm not going to diss it. It's going to be great. It's We're going to have tons of little mini videos. We're going to have tons of media. It's going to be a fantastic, fantastic race. And, I, yeah, I I'm very excited about it, and I'm, I'm honestly, sure I'll be, I'm, I'm sure it'll renew really, my faith really excited in about it because life. I think I think one of the things that's happening with um, a few key people and teams staying away is that it, I think it opens the race up a bit more, and I'm I'm really curious to see how it goes. So. Oh, I am very excited about this one. It's going to be great. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry this week, people, that I haven't had like my usual uh, level of knowledge you know, and stuff it, it because happens, it's just but, been a hard you know. week. I'm sure you understand. But we're also 
We've also got cross country mountain bike world champs on Saturday for the women and Sunday for the men. I am not a fan of separating out the mountain bike and the cross country world champs because I like there's something about having it all together in this like amazing festival of different kinds of mad cycling. But because it's Red Bull Bike, I'm going to be showing it live. I'll put a link on my website, our website, prowomenscycling.com. And yeah, we'll, 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 we'll have that. And then next week, we'll hopefully I'll try and send out some <laughs> questions to Ryder today. But I'm sorry, Ryder, that's yeah. late. And hopefully we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see what Ryder say about it. And, and yeah, I mean, the Giro is a lovely, lovely, lovely race. And really, you know, it's really special. Oh, and no, I hope you love it. I hope it's a great race this year. And I hope we all are just sitting we'll here be, we'll next be week. A little over halfway uh, just, through just, and we are going to be in awe of how this race is unfolding. So I'm, I'm fucking psyched and really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Well, thank you everyone for sticking it out with us. Yeah. We did say before we started to each other, oh, well, I guess we'll keep this one short. So, <laughs> and we, we also said we wouldn't talk about politics. Yeah. So fucking good job us. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll catch yes. up with you soon. Uh, all all zero all the time. All zero all the time, and we hope you have a lovely lovely week. <laughs>